0: From Indiana Public Radio and Ball State University, this is The Scene, the show that captures live music right from our own backyards and brings it straight to you. I'm your host, Jacob Holtzman, and this week we're going to showcase not just some of the fine talent from around Indy, but also look at one of the cool new ideas and opportunities coming to Indiana Music, that is the Indie Music Co-op. IMC is a brand new idea focused on expanding access to the arts in our Indiana community. Located in the Circle City Industrial Complex of Indianapolis, IMC is working to renovate 6,000 square feet into a recording studio, rehearsal space, and community gathering spot for Indiana musicians. This week, I got to sit down with co-founders Kai McGinnis and Richard Sleepy Floyd to discuss a little bit about IMC, what the mission is, and overall how things are going. We had a great conversation that I hope you enjoy. Let's go ahead and dive into it. All right. So as you guys probably remember, I got to, I had the privilege of coming down and kind of helping out Adam Finassier at IMC's last crowdfunding event and that was really kind of where I heard about this unique opportunity Um, you guys are presenting to Indiana musicians and just the music community and so I was wondering if maybe we could start maybe introductions between each of you and then how did this journey start because this is I mean in my opinion it feels like quite an audacious undertaking you know making
1: a studio like this. We'll, uh, We'll start with introductions first that one's easier. So, okay. My name is Kai McGinnis. I'm one of the co-founders, the Indie Music Co-op, as well as Soundspace, which is the original concept of musical co-working that this was born out of, has been the vision uh, for about three years now to build this large centralized facility um, in downtown Indianapolis that provides affordable music making space uh, to local musicians.
0: Awesome. Thank you. What about you, Sleepy? What's your story behind all of this?
2: Yes, I'm also um, one of the co-founders and founding members of, of it. I've been, been working with the guys uh, alongside the guys uh, for the better part of the last year and a half. but I've been privy to the concept that I started as an artist rep. I've, already, I've always been a, a part of it um, you know in the planning stages I was all about it, you know, just hearing about it and you know here we are today. We're able to you know have some community support behind our efforts and uh just been a beautiful thing yeah no, I mean it
0: was it was really cool getting to come down to the last crowdfunding event and kind of see how much positivity there was between just the audience and the artists themselves that this is all going to work towards you know a uh, a bigger purpose than maybe just the individual efforts of everyone you no know, it's it's creating this really neat culture that already surrounds um music in Indianapolis in my opinion so with that, what really started this journey, Kai, or maybe it was you, Sleepy, like you you kind of mentioned Soundspace was the initial concept for the indie music co-op. But where did this kind of take off in your guys' heads?
1: Sure thing. I met the original founder of Soundspace. Um, Ricky Anderson in November of 2018, and his roommate was a barista at Calvin Fletcher's Coffee, and he was just like, "My roommate has this idea about music. Do you want to meet my roommate?" And so I sat down with him, and he, you know, explained the concept to me about taking music making space, and rather than hourly studio time or lockout rehearsal rooms, flipping them onto a monthly membership. Um, like a music gym or musical co-working space. I very much was on board with the idea uh, from day one and I, I basically said, hey, I'll I'll give you a year um, and, and we'll try this, you know, try and bring this thing to life. And a year and a day later, uh, we had our first paying rehearsal member at Soundspace Beta. Uh, we call it Beta because it's our beta testing ground uh, for the proof of concept and you know to to build out. So we just started with a rehearsal room, and uh, we opened that up um, to see artists to pay monthly membership to come and use that space uh, as much as they like throughout the course of the month. Basically, from there, uh, we realized that there were there's two ways to scale, right? That like you can build drywall and build more spaces, um, or you can, Deploy technology to flip pre existing spaces onto that membership based model. As we realized that through our beta testing at our current facility, um, which is right across the parking lot from where the indie music co op is going to be. And so that split um, really made it obvious that, you know, Indianapolis needs a centralized facility like this, apply, have a centralization of those resources and, and those physical spaces. Um, you look at home in Nashville or 2112 in Chicago. There are very similar uh, conceptual creative hubs for musicians and music and music tangential businesses to all come together. And we think that it's crucial to have like a hub like that in any metropolitan area where people can go, you know, you look at Austin or Nashville or any of these places, they have that, they have that corridor, those places where you, where you know that there's music on every corner. So sound space moving forward into that technology sphere to connect to those physical spaces with the technology, but the heart centered purpose and the mission that we started on, right, is to build this facility for Indianapolis musicians to provide this infrastructure for local music in Indy. And so that is really, you know, that concept we felt is best governed by the artists and by the folks that are already here making the music. So uh, that is how we landed on the Indie Music Co-op
0: yeah no i i mean i love hearing the history behind it you know i'm aware of some of those other places across you know the nation and it's really cool that you're starting that in in indianapolis i mean indiana does have a really nice music scene and to i feel like that will definitely help take it to that next step um sleepy did you have anything you wanted to add
2: um no i mean like you know Kai basically laid it all out um that Uh, Yeah, that's the, you know, that's the the biggest thing of all of it to me. It's just um, the beta space has proven to be even uh, a transformative space for musicians, even just as we're just, you know, applying like proof of concepts, you know, techniques and principles to, you know, running that space. It's really already paying dividends for those that use it. Just having an incubator for music and creative endeavors is just important to uh, a legitimate music city. Or just metropolitan area in general, you know. So this really helps. It's going to help solidify Indianapolis as as a music city because there's there's that now that place exists where go work on your stuff, man. And all in a three sixty sort of way, you know, from, you know, meeting with your bands, you know, to recording, to rehearsing, to, you know, working on a live show, like on stage, you know, um, it's going to really, it's going to address all those, those, those needs and, uh, and, and much more, you know, and then also the educational components, you know, so uh, the programming is limitless, you know, you know, and so that's why it was just so important to us to just get the thing built, you know, just get to get the get the funds to make sure it happens because inside the building, it's, just, it's like all our ideas are just going to flow out of it and and much more and and others, you know, that's the part I'm most looking forward to. Um, but yeah, we we had a lot of work to do <laughs> to get to that point, you know, to get to this point. So uh, that was cool in itself as well. So
0: I can definitely understand that. <laughs> it, it's always hard starting out, like taking that first step on something Mm -hmm. especially like this like you just got to go for it so why memberships why do you feel like that is really one of the important parts of this like the the conventional studio model is you pay for specific blocks of time but you mentioned Kai mentioned like a gym obviously you're not lifting weights in the studio but you you still have that membership type format Mm -hmm. why do you why do you feel that is the way to go?
1: Yeah, so I'll answer it more metaphorically, and then I'll maybe answer it a bit more logically. When you go to the studio, right, and you say, I, I want to sound like this, and there's an audio engineer there typically, right, and, and you pay them, 50, say, 50 bucks for their hour, and you know, you're know you basically saying, give me a fish, right? Whereas with the way that we aim to set up the studio, and have done so at beta we are encouraging and, and enabling folks to learn how to fish for themselves we have people that have never recorded music in their life that are coming in and making music and able to walk away with a high quality recording after one or two sessions then they're able to repeat that at infinitum so it's just increasing you know sleep touched on it with the uh, educational programming right it's really limitless just raising that that bar of like music making capability and just that knowledge base for the artists and membership model provides access for that, right? If somebody pays 50 bucks an hour, you know, you might only be able to afford a couple hours in the studio and you might not walk away with that amount of knowledge. Whereas we're just applying a different business model, right? You're not having a couple artists a day come in at at a premium rate or you don't have one band rent that room, right? And it's just theirs and they only rehearse in a, in that rehearsal room, twice a month and it since 70 95 percent of the time you could have 50 75 bands on a membership that can can share one one space
2: yeah I would also add that um, over the long haul the the amount of money saved it it, it it becomes more affordable to the to the artist and to the musician they're not nickel and diamond their money away on per session on a per session basis and so you know if you really stick to it and you actually use the use the space, you're saving yourself hundreds of dollars You know your average studio time, you know, your average studio session is going to run you about three to 400 bucks, you know, on a, on a four hour block. So, um, you know, just having this and I apologize. I have a studio here in my house and my kids want to just start playing cowbell. I don't know. <laughs> you know who that is. Kai. You already know who that is.
1: <laughs> oh, of course.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, it, you know, it's just a, it's, for the long haul, you know, it just makes more sense economically um, to do that monthly membership. And then it, it, you know, I think it really helps people become a part of something, you know, something unique, you know, something that, you know, they can be a part of and it just builds camaraderie and new, new opportunities, networking, all the above.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool.
2: Kai, do you,
0: do you have anything you wanted to add on that?
1: I mean, I'll, uh, you know, you're, you're looking at one of, uh, Naptown's finest here, on the bottom of our screen, um, or at least bottom of my screen. And I mean, you know, just to have people like sleep, you know, like you said, it's been around from day one. It's just the concept of like, hey, we got this idea, like months before we even had the beta space. And, you know, now we've raised funds to build out the, the larger scale co-op. And um, it's, it's, it's special, man. Like there is, you know, when you genuinely set out to solve a problem provide value in a community. And and when that resonates with people, and they support you, it's it's humbling, And, and it gives you, you know, a sense of validation that that purpose is being pursued. It's, it's been really cool. Uh, You know, I, I'm super thankful to all the members that we've had that have helped us, you know, actively learn in the beta space. We've learned all kinds of stuff that we would have never thought about. And, you know, it really gives us some wherewithal to go in and and build a larger facility that, you know, is, is built to their needs and, and just give them the playground, right? Like, and, and the artists from there, you know, will fill all that in with their own brilliance.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. Um, And then, you know, continuing with the artists, one thing that's kind of been um, helping, you know, push this mission forward has been your crowdfunding events where you know you've had artists come in and really engage with the Indianapolis community just by playing um, you know festivals and music as you try and raise awareness and raise money how how pivotal were those crowdfunding events really to getting word out to the community
1: you know the event like was uh, the the crowdfunding benefit concert that we threw was you know, a very—it's um, more of a celebration. We were very close to the end of of that crowdfunding campaign, and and it was to receive a matching grant um, through the IHCDA, um, the Indiana Housing Community Development uh, Association. So thanks to them uh, for that. Um, it gave us, you know, a great benchmark to really push ourselves toward, and uh, ended up being really wonderful. But you know, you touched on it a little earlier, just to have the the connection there, right? The intimacy between the crowd and the artists and like everyone understanding that there's a common theme and a common goal there. You know, it's, they're very affirming and I'm really looking forward to being able to have many more of those events uh, as we get closer to open. And that that opening day concert's going to be one for the books.
2: Most definitely, man. <laughs> and yeah, just like even at, you know, the campaign event, it just felt the good, the energy was so good that night. Um, just, you know, we worked together, you know, for all this time, you know, to get to that point. And we were still working together that same night, you know, and, you know, so it was really, it was really special. And, um, you know, I look forward to more, more events like that, you know, and just continue to work together. Like, I think once people start to see like the brick and mortar go up or, you know, the rooms start to fill out, it's very exciting. Sorry, I'm a little like monotone because I had a long night last night (laughs) you're good you're (laughs) out there supporting the the, indie music scene still yeah 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 it was fun um
0: and correct me if I'm wrong but you did reach your crowdfunding goal correct
2: oh yeah we exceeded it
0: how awesome was that then to know that you know there there is a response in this community for an event like or for a space like this I mean the people are obviously willing like they you know back Absolutely. and support this idea does that you know make you feel good about going forward with this
2: oh man it was special i mean because you know um you know when your friends hit you up that's what meant the most to I me mean, when your family and your friends get behind what you're doing that makes it even more special so like we had the support of the artists but then, when you when your your own personal network kick in and they say, "Hey, man, I see I see you on the news, you know, and I see what you guys are trying to do. I definitely want to support that. You know, that means the world. You know, I'm I'm from Kokomo, Indiana, so I had a lot of people from my hometown, like you know, kick in and 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 it was like, yeah, yes, sleep, we got you, man. And they donated, you know, to the campaign and like substantially, <laughs> you know, and it was just like overflowing with with gratitude, you know. So that, that meant the most man. So yeah, absolutely. You know, it was a, it was just like a, you know, a, a moment of joy and an overjoy for me, you know, to just know that the people that I grew up with that that really, really know me, like really, you know, were behind what, 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 what I was trying to do, what we're trying to do.
1: I was going to go the other way and say that it was incredible to have a bunch of donations from names or people that I didn't recognize. Um,
2: yeah that part too and
1: yeah and or like great concept or that and and like the amount of emails and and just responses that we got um from you know we we were able to get some good press and shout out to elevate uh pr in town they did a great job yeah most definitely yeah um andy wilson over there he's kind of one of the yeah he's one of the ogs of the the scene in his own way for sure yeah, and he
2: gives of himself, man. That's the cool thing about, you know, Andy. Like if he's, if he believes in something personally, he'll he'll help you out. He'll really get behind you. And he would definitely did, you know, as you know.
1: And so to be able to have that, um, yeah, that support and it was a very vivid memory. I um I it's kind of one of these cool things I get to I've gotten to do a couple of times. Um we received a grant and sleepy hadn't checked his messages. And I ran into him at the space and I was like, hey man, did you check that thing? And got to tell him in person and see that yeah. reaction in real time. But then that happened with, like, as it pertains to the crowdfunding, with a few days left to spare. He was playing down at the chatterbox on a Monday night and someone logged in and closed out the rest of the crowdfund for us to hit our goal. Yeah, it was like, close yeah, it, like, it wow. out, like boom. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was, it was over a thousand bucks and they just logged in, they just paid the rest. And it was just uh, it was a college roommate of a of a drummer that uses the space, and he was just like, you know, just a a bunny from school. And so just to see that amount of support, right, for the concept and and to back it, so I got to go down, you know, it's right up Mass Ave from where the co-op and Sound Space is, to be able to like tell him that in person. And it was like, right, it was like two, th- it was like almost two grand away when he left like earlier that night. So he thought I was yep. kidding. He thought I was kidding. <laughs>
2: I was like, I literally just checked it, man. <laughs> you know, it was funny. Yeah. It was, that was a special moment for sure. It was just like, wow, in real time. <laughs> I mean, that,
0: that's amazing. Cause I, sp- I feel like that speaks to so many things that I love about the Indian music community. And I mean, you know, you can go, you can go to Nashville or you can go to LA or Chicago and they have amazing music scenes, but I really feel like with Indiana and Indianapolis, how everyone is so tight-knit. It really feels like a family. I mean, sleepy, I know I've seen you at multiple gigs. You got the biggest smile, always happy to meet me. Yeah. Just the inclusiveness yeah, and the ability for everyone to just hang out and work on events like these, I think is so cool and such a unique thing that speaks to Indiana and the people in it.
2: Absolutely, man. And like like I said, like the co-op is You know, that's that's the most exciting part about the co-op for me is that we've already established camaraderie and we've already established a sense of unity um, within the music community. And so it's just now it's now we have a hub that like a basically a clubhouse where we can meet up and and actually work on our stuff like that we talk about in real time. Uh, So that's going to be wonderful. You know, we're all like even at gigs, like on breaks and stuff, we always talk about, you know, what things could be. And, you know, and that's kind of been a talk for years, you know, just what we need around the city to make our lives easier and to, to, you know, to make us, you know, to help us prosper even more. And so just to see it come to life um, is, is a beautiful thing.
0: No, yeah. And I mean, I'm really excited to see when it, you know, as it prospers and, you know, becomes more of a nice foundation. And where do you really feel that this is going to go? And like, where do you hope this, you know, ends up?
1: I think as it relates to Indianapolis, like, you know, the membership model business model is, isn't in in itself sustainable. And so like the cool thing is right. That the artists are saving money um, on studio time and rehearsal space, but uh, long-term, you know, that the co-op will have money left over once we're done with construction and, and getting up through the gears. Um, so for me personally, I'm I'm excited about what that can do in putting that, those resources even back into the community even more, whether that's more programming or that's uh, scholarships to make the space more accessible, you know, things like that. I, I think there's just a ton of options to to pump the well back into the community there. So, so that's what I'm really excited about is that, you know, when that really becomes a, a hub and, and a music specific endowment, uh, for Indianapolis.
0: Yeah, no, I can, I can appreciate that. I think that's one of the really interesting, um, aspects of this, you know, music model is that like a traditional studio wouldn't necessarily have the type of, um, community outreach at the end of its business model, as this does, this is really I mean, you look at it as like one to one. Like each person ha- is going to have their own unique experience each time, and the business is then going to have their own unique experience with that person giving back. I I can really appreciate what you guys are doing, and thank
1: you. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah, thanks so much, man. Um, I mean, I think we really touched on you know uh, the core components. Just really excited to actually build it and uh, and and open the doors in twenty twenty two gonna be surreal watching those walls go up. do you, um, do I'm you be ha- really happy to not, not build them myself <laughs> right <laughs> that's the best part right
0: <laughs> is there a um, is there a final drop drop date in terms of albums but like in expecting <laughs> to you know,
1: cut,
0: cut the ribbon on the building?
1: Just, just treat it like a Kanye album, man. Like
2: all right, <laughs> <laughs> it's fluid. Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll drop, we'll drop it when it's done. You know, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. totally fair. Well, regardless, I'm excited to see it when it comes. It's going to be an awesome
2: space. Yeah, man. Well, thank you, thank you again, Jacob, for taking the time yeah, to speak thanks. with us, man. And uh, we look forward to you know having you guys out the grand opening. You know?
0: Yeah. This the scene will gladly be there for that. We'd love to we'd love to come hang out. Yeah. It's gonna
2: be epic. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, cool,
1: man. Well, you're welcome anytime, but especially on that day.
0: For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a great rest of your day and hopefully we'll talk soon.
2: Yeah, man. You do the same. You know, we'll see you soon. Awesome. Be
1: see you. Take care, y'all.
0: Thanks for tuning into my interview with IMC founders Richard Sleepy Floyd and Kai McGinnis. If you're interested in learning more about the co-op you can find them at indiemusiccoop.org thanks for tuning into this episode increasing access to the music is an area that is near and dear to me so a project like imc is something i can fully get behind and think it will be great for the indiana music community as a whole i cannot thank Kai and sleepy enough for sitting down with me and really can't wait to see how it takes off until then though take care and we will see you next time Major support for The Scene comes from Ball State, Ball State's music media production program, our underwriters, and listeners like you who support their local public radio station. Our show is produced entirely by Ball State students. Paul Butler, Abigail Baish, Liam Van Overwall, and myself are the show's producers and engineers. Gabe Wah is our booking and communications coordinator. This episode was produced by me, your host Jacob Holtzman. To find out more about the bands and venues we feature on the scene, visit our website, indianapublicradio.org/the scene, where you can learn more about the program and listen to our episode archive. Again, that's at indianapublicradio.org/the scene. Also, if you'd like to keep up with what we're up to next, follow our Facebook page. Just search for the scene from Indiana Public Radio. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at the scene on IPR. We're also on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you find your podcasts. Give The Scene from Indiana Public Radio a search to add us to your favorite podcasting app. This has been another installment of The Scene. Thanks for being with us and join us again next time to hear what's happening in The Scene, here on The Scene.